Flatiron School is an international boot camp for software engineering, data science, and design that changes lives through education. One of our strengths is our focus on teacher quality. Flatiron's educational development team has experts in both pedagogy and content knowledge who work with our teachers to ensure our students receive the best educational experiences possible. This is the podcast of the Educational Development Team. Before we get started, a quick pro tip on this episode. This episode is going to be better experienced in video rather than just as an audio podcast. The episode notes has a link to the video, and I recommend that you watch the video cast if you want to see the computer screen and actually be able to make more sense about what we're doing. You're welcome to listen here, happy to have you here, but I think the experience may be better if you click the link in the episode notes. Nico and I took a few minutes off, and before we get back into the learning, it's useful to just discuss the fact that we took a break, because breaks are so important for your brain. It's very easy to get sort of caught up in the experience of learning or the experience of programming or, you know, whatever it is where you're sort of finding your flow. The problem is that if you go more than about 20 to 30 minutes, your brain starts to sort of taper off and you start to make mistakes or develop misconceptions or, you know, you just, your mind wanders. So taking breaks is a a hugely important part of the learning process and it's a very valuable part of class that's also very easy for a teacher to overlook because you want to get as much learning as possible into the time that you're with the students and, you know, we'll just go 20 more minutes and then they'll have a break. But the idea of going an hour at a stretch, which we just did, but we're doing that partly for the benefit of the recording that you don't see us taking breaks, going that long at a stretch is actually really difficult for the learner. And so, One of the things that I recommend to our teachers is to give sort of micro breaks, and I call them stand and stretch breaks, and it means that you say to the student, hey, okay, stand up to all the students, Um, stand up for about 15 seconds, take a stretch, take a breath, hands off the keyboard, and you make sure that everybody does that, and you lose about 15, maybe 30 seconds of class while that's happening. But the return on that investment is huge because just the act of physically moving and looking away from the keyboard is tremendously valuable for your brain. And it kind of resets it in a very short time. Yeah, getting the blood flow going again, right? Like, yeah. And I was surprised. I was watching a React um, talk the other day in a conference. I was watching remotely, but it was live. And this person is very famous in the React community. It doesn't matter who he is, but... He was right before the talk, literally telling everyone in the audience to stop whatever they were doing, stand up and Mm -hmm. stretch and sit down. And he's an instructor as well. And he was like, I know this sounds ridiculous, but now that you sit down, you're going to be able to grasp things a lot more. It's really going to help you. And I, I found that too, that towards the end of what we were just doing, I was still trying to focus, but I was feeling like okay, there's a lot of information here. And, and coming back to it now, it's only been about five minutes, but coming back to it now, I just, I feel refreshed just by walking away from the computer for a few minutes. Perfect. So how about we start with a very quick recap of what we've seen so far then? Great. Yeah. Cyclical learn. One of the flat iron educational principles. Absolutely. So, so far we looked at variables, but more importantly, 
what we put in those variables, right? So we looked at the values. And the values can be any any of these data types that we mentioned. So they can be booleans, null, undefined, number, string, object, and array. Yep. If you had to classify this into two separate groups of variables or, or types, what would they be? So there's, there's a couple of names we can give to them. Right. So the first was primitive, and the second was... So that primitive would be boolean, null, undefined, number, and string. Yeah. And then, oh, what was the term you used? Com composite? Was yeah. It? Composite, composite. I don't know. I don't know what the right pronunciation is. Maybe it's different in London and the U.S. But composite, composite. We <laughs> we would say composite, yeah. But <laughs> or object and array are composite types. The others yeah. are primitive. Yeah, and another thing they share in common is that all the primitive types are also what. If you look at the table. Oh, uh, un unmutable, immutable. Right. So the primitive ones, they are not mutable, so immutable. Immutable. Uh, and yeah, and objects and arrays, on the other hand, are mutable, right? So that means we can actually go ahead and mm -hmm. not replace the whole thing, but actually change what the object has inside, change what the array has inside. Mm -hmm. And that's a very important concept for what we're going to look at next, right? So, so we talked about data types, values, and references. So far, we've seen data types, values, and references, but I mentioned at the beginning that there was a problem with this, and there was a reason why these things get complex. So now I want to go quickly into what this problem is. I want to showcase that to you, mm -hmm. and then we can maybe talk about how we can prevent this, or how we can avoid it, or at least learn to, to deal with it. Okay. What I find that happens in a lot of um, developers, especially when, when people are learning to code, if they don't understand these differences, they don't really know what they're doing, and they might be in, unintentionally completely adding bugs to their application. I'm not saying that mutating things is necessarily bad, but it can make things more complex and it's harder to track where everything is going. Mm -hmm. And let me show you a very good example of this. Remember that I said if, if I have name Sean, because Sean is a string, then name is forever going to be Sean, mm -hmm. and that's fine. Mm -hmm. And remember that we also said if we have name two equals name, that these two things are sort of not related to each other anymore. Mm -hmm. right? Even though I said name two is name, well, now if I look at name, well, let me actually refresh and change them to, because they're constant. That means I will never be able to change them again. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to change them to let, or even I'm just not going to add any keyword. And that, that has the difference, same. Yeah, that's, that was my question. Is there a difference between saying let name and just name? Or is, there this, is, is this off topic? But <laughs> there is, but it's slightly off topic. Okay. So yeah, don't worry by, about that. By, by doing it like this, we're creating global variables, which is something for another time. Okay, sure. So there is a slight difference, but... For the purposes of this talk, there isn't much of a difference in regards to, to what we're doing. Okay. Um, so let's take a look at what we've just done, right? So we said name equals Sean. Sean is a string. And then we said name two equals name, mm -hmm. right? So you can sort of see the relationship there. Yeah, I grabbed whatever was in this name and I put it in a different variable, right? So now both name and name two have Sean in it. But I can say name two equals something else. I mean, I could never really change Sean because Sean is immutable because it's a string. We've seen that. Right. I could reassign name two to point to something else, for example. And now if I look at name two, name two has the string that literally says something else. I'm very creative. And name says Sean. Mm -hmm. Right? So you can sort of see that once we copy these two things over, even though they were the same initially, they still really, they move independently. Mm-hmm. Right, so name two is going to change. That doesn't mean the name is going to change in any way. Yeah, name two is not a pointer to name. It's just 
taking the value of name and then it's a completely separate variable. Yeah, and we can always reassign the variable to to have something completely different in it. Sure. And the string itself is immutable, so we don't really worry too much about that. Okay. The problem comes with mutable types, right? So objects and arrays. So let's say that we have a person, and like we had before, I'm going to say name is Sean, and age is, we said 42, right? Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Great. And now let's say that we okay. I want to make a copy of this thing, right? Because I want to. What if I want to create a new person? But that maybe it's also forty-two, but has a different name. Okay. Or a younger version of Sean. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> young Sean. Okay. So we're gonna create a variable called Young Sean, and really, actually. I don't want to have to recreate everything from scratch. I want to get a copy of this thing. I, I don't want to have to write everything again. So you could just say equals person, right? Exactly. Okay. So let's just put that in there, right? And now if I look at person, person, yeah. that's Sean. If I look at young Sean. But then you can change the values within young Sean. Yeah. And what do you reckon is going to happen when I change the values of young Sean, right? So my plan is I want to end up with two different people. One is going to be a younger version of yourself, and then your older version is going to still be the older version, right? <laughs> okay, so, uh, well, I mean, the way to change it would be young Sean dot age yeah. equals yeah. 27 or whatever. And then. Is that what you wish? It, yeah, I'd I take, I take 30. <laughs> <laughs> What I don't know is if it's going to change both person and young Sean, because I'm trying to figure out. Right. So person is the object. You've copied the object into young Sean. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to change both. Right. So let's take a look. So young Sean is now 30. Mm -hmm. And person, which is mm -hmm. also 30, right? So what actually happened? Because it's pointing to the same object. Yeah. yeah. So... And when I show this to people, some of the stuff that comes up as a misconception is, oh, that means that you actually changed both. Right. No, but you've only you've only changed the the values stored within the object. Exactly. Right. So it's very common to think you're changing both, but really there's only one thing to change. Yeah. Because there was never a second object to begin with, right? You remember when we talked about when we when we're talking about objects and arrays, they're not passed by value, they are passed by reference. Reference. Right, and it's literally reference means this is the location where this object lives. Yeah. Right. So even though I'm typing person, really what I'm getting is a reference to where that person is in memory. Right. Right. So when I change it, it's still I'm referring to one object. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's it's still referring to the same place in memory. Exactly. From both of those variables, both of those. Ob Am I saying it right that so person and young Sean are both variables? What, what, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and so they're referring to an object. Um, Both names are pointing to the same object. Got it. You could, okay. Right, or they're pointing to the same location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, to help us visualize that, if you're watching the video, great. If not, we're going to be vocal about it anyway. I built a, a little grid, uh, a little table, just a spreadsheet. And I'll, I'm giving you some examples of how this table is used, right? So on the left, we have a small table called variables. Variables have a name and a value. And then we also have another table to the right called memory, and that has a location column and a value stored column. Okay. Right? 
Cool. So I want you to think about uh, about it this way. When I create something that's a string, let's assume that it doesn't get stored anywhere in memory. Let's assume that this is just the value that we're getting, right? Okay. Uh, it might or may not be true, it doesn't matter. But for, for the purposes of this and, and to get it the right mental model, let's say that only when we create arrays and objects, those things are going to be put in, in, in this temporary place in memory. That's an example. This is an empty sheet. So let's start with a clean slate. Um, and now let's play another game. So I'm, I'm going to be declaring variables here. And I want you to tell me how this um, table is going to change. So let's assume that this table represents the current state of my application, right? So mm -hmm. how everything's being stored. Okay. So if I say name equals Sean, what would you change? So you've got under in variables under name, you've got name and then the value is Sean. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean is with quotes because it's a string. Because it's a string. Perfect. Do we store it in memory here? No. No. Great. Perfect. That was just the trying to trick you there. <laughs> that was the hundred dollar question. <laughs> now let's say that we have person. That's my wife again. So person is an object that has a name of Paula and an age of 32. Okay. What just happened? So I think you've got a an object stored in memory location one. Yeah. And its value is going to be everything inside the curly brace. Yeah, and the curly brace as well, right? And the, including those, yeah. Yeah. Name. Cool. And we're also creating a variable, right? Uh, so the variable would be person. Yeah. And the value would be M1. Let's say that the value is still that. Okay. And now look at the top. <laughs> what do we have? Boom. So <laughs> Okay. This is a value. This is a reference. Yeah. Right. And so then yeah. the location and memory for name would be blank or null or whatever we want to say. And then for person it would be M1. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. So this really helps you visualize what problem the problem we saw before is, right? So if I say, let's say Luca, that's my son, and we want to change it to person, right? So when we do that, what have we just done? You've created a constant variable called Luca. Yeah, so the variable is here. Um, which is a reference to that exact same value and location. Right. So the key is, it's not just looking the same, it is the same, right? It's pointing to the same. So if we had to draw an arrow, then you would see that both person and Luca, or Pau and Luca, let, let's, let's, let's refresh it and change it to Pau just to, to make it more, to make it clear. Mm -hmm. I don't know why internet is going a little bit slow, but person... And Luca, oh, I did the same thing again. <laughs> Live demos. Live demo. Pow, and we have Luca. There you are. Let's wait for that to refresh. So, yeah, I think that's, it's clearer if we just stick to yeah. the same name in convention. Great. So, do you see what the problem is, right? Well, I mean, that would be useful if it wasn't about a person, right? Or it could be useful. Like if you want multiple 
things to refer to the same information that could be really valuable. But if you want actual people's information, they're not going to be identical. Yeah. So there's no way for me right now to separate these things because, yeah. well, first, because I made them both constant, which means they're always going to point to the same reference, right? Right. right. And, and they're always going to point to the same reference they're the same one in memory. That means that these two things are now forever linked. Mm -hmm. Right. If I change one, it's changing the other. Not because I'm changing two, but because I'm just changing the source. I'm changing mm -hmm. the, the memory itself. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can see now if I say Luca. So Luca likes chicken. What do you mean Luca is not defined? All right. Luca is not defined. Luca is already defined. <laughs> what? Okay, oh. ah, let me read. demo. <laughs> I know. Also, for some reason, the computer started to go really slow. There you are. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. I didn't read that error. Yep. So I should say Luca equals pow. And now Luca's already been defined. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. But actually, this is this is great for someone to see because, first of all, this is how things are this, taught at Flatiron School. Absolutely. Yeah, that that live coding model is exactly what happens in the classroom, and it doesn't always work. And so then, you know, for the students watching the teacher working through the issue and figuring out the solution is a good way to model what the students will be doing on their own. Absolutely. And, and let me give you a hint: like everyone makes mistakes, uh, even if you've been <laughs> yeah. programming for twenty years you're still going to have bugs, right? So yeah. just getting in the yeah. right habit of, oh, it's a fun bug, let's debug it and move on. Yeah. Well, and seeing and seeing the bug as an opportunity to fix something as opposed to a, you know, a stopping block. Exactly. Yeah. So, so now it should be working. So if I look at Luca, Luca is name Paula age 32, right? So it's still that object. Mm -hmm. And if we say we try to add food to it, so let's say I want Luca to be able to like chicken, and obviously, I also need to change the name to Luca, and I need to change the age to nine. Figure up so. Now you've changed Pow's entry as well. Absolutely, because really, yeah. what have I changed? The value stored in memory. Absolutely. So, yeah. all I've done right now is change that. So, obviously. By changing that, these two things were looking at that, right? So when I look at these things again, they're not going to be Pow anymore. Pow doesn't exist anymore. Now they're both that thing. Right. Right. So let's see, test our assumptions. So if I do Luca, I can see that. And if I say Pow, yep, mm -hmm. it's exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. Cool. So to wrap it up, let's look at a couple of examples of, first of all, how do we not do this right so yeah mm -hmm. do you have any ideas of how how can we make it so these two things are not linked well let's create another person let's create me so i feel like there's probably a way to read the values in maybe by iterating through them like a dot each or something um in order to get the values into nico without referring to the same memory location well, yeah that's a very good assumption I also imagine you could just, I mean, obviously you could define a new, a new object and, yeah. and just write it out. I could define a new object. That would be sort of the, the, the 
easiest and also maybe longest way to do it. So that, that's the most the, the easiest yeah. conclusion to reach. Then I could just create a new object. Now I can give it a different name and a different age. But what if instead of just name and age, I had a million things, right? And now I have to go and manually change one by one. That That's not what programmers are about, right? So one, one thing about programmers is that we are lazy. <laughs> so we, we, we need to find shortcuts. And, and also having to type everything manually myself is really increasing the chances of me writing the wrong sure. thing in there so, yeah. and creating a bug. What if I type Nemo instead of yeah. name, right? So, so what, if, what if I have any mistake at all? So it's, it's not just more time consuming, it's also more error pro. Mm -hmm. so, so we want to be able to minimize that. And to do that, we, we can do exactly what you're saying. So we can, we can basically get everything that's in power right now and change it. So to, to be a different object instead, we can copy all those keys and values and put them in a different object. Mm -hmm. Right. So to do that, I'm going to create a new object. And in JavaScript, there's something called a spread operator, which is just three dots. And now I can type power in there. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. The reason it's called spread is because literally I'm spreading all these keys and values into this new object, right? So if you look at the wrapper, it's a curly brace. So Nico equals curly brace dot 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 pow. Okay. Right. And and so just to break that down inside that object, you're saying spread the pow. Uh, the pow the, the contents of the pow variable so like the contents of that m1 location spread them out display them you know store them in the nico variable yeah so those keys right so so what do you expect to happen when i press enter what will this look like what will come back i think it's going to look exactly like pow but it's going to be referring to M2 now. And although Pow is now Luca, right? So you, you see what I mean by complexity? Like when you're working in an application, oh, right, right. now I look at Pow, and Pow doesn't have Pow's name, Pow's age, or Pow's food there anymore. It's, like, it's a completely different thing. But you could now do Nico.name equals Nico. Mm -hmm. uh, string Nico, right? And then um, that would now be, if you just did Nico versus what was the other one? New, Luca or Pal or both? Yeah, so they're they're different now. So you can see that they're now changing interchangeably, right? I know they're changing right. independently. Right. Um, so what? How would you represent that in our grid on the left? So what happened with our variable? So you've got a new name, Nico. Yeah. You've it's a reference. Yeah. The value is uh, all the stuff in those curly braces, including the curly braces. Location is M2, and then M2 is that same content. Great. Yeah. So if I change M1... It changes for both Pow and Luca. Yeah, but not for... But not Nico. Nico. And if I change Nico, it literally just changes for Nico right now. Yeah. Perfect. How's that? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Right, So, so this is something that... If you haven't programmed so much yet, uh, it's hard to see the value, but re really getting into the right mindset, just knowing this is going to help you avoid so many bugs in the future. Because the, the nastier bugs come from this complexity of, oh, I think I'm changing one variable, but really I'm changing like a hundred different variables because they were all pointing to the same place. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and that's going to make reasoning about your application way, way harder. Mm -hmm. Right? So what we just done, doing this, 
This is called creating a shallow copy. Okay. Right? So we made a copy, which is great. So we're not really passing by reference anymore. We are copying the things that are inside. Why do you think it's called shallow? Uh, and what would, I mean, what would the alternative be? Uh, deep, maybe. Yeah, you're right. And, and I imagine shallow is like values, but not reference. Or, or values, but not location. So let's, let's take a quick look. If we say Nico now... I mean, right now, if you look at Nico, it has three keys. And each of these keys, really, they're all primitives right now, right? Because it's a nine, and it's a string, and it's a string. So it's a number, a string, and a string. Yeah. So those things, they're never passed by reference. They're always passed by value. So right now, it doesn't really matter. Because, yeah, I got a copy of age, which was nine. I got a copy of food, which was chicken. And I got a copy of uh, name, which was Nico, right? I got all the contents that were inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, but because it's a shallow copy, let's say let's say that Nico has, or, or let's look at it another way. Let's recreate these things, or let's create a new one. Let's say people. I'm going to create an array of people, and I'm going to put just some people in here. All right, I want to represent people as objects, mm -hmm. because I can give them, just like before, a name, mm -hmm. age, and I can do the same with these two. Uh, maybe one more. By the way, as you're doing this in console, because people may actually want to try out the stuff that you're doing, are you hitting shift return to go to new lines within the same prompt? Yes. Okay. Very good observation. If you do just return, it's going to trigger that code most of the time. But if you do shift return, it's just allowing you to go to the next. Yeah line break line. instead of absolutely yeah. and you can always just select stuff and command c command v to copy yeah. paste yeah. so now let's say that we have nico and we have luca that's it by the way when i type enter now what just happened on the left right so how would you represent what i've just done so you've got a variable people it's a reference type yeah its value is the entire array. Yeah, let's just including those square braces. So I'm gonna represent it like this, right? Just for simplicity's sure. sake. And then the location is M3, and M3 is that same array. Great. Is that it? What's inside? Inside. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> so inside, inside you have, well, you have three objects, yeah. which are going to be distinct memory locations, but I don't know how we refer to it with, well, they're not variables. They're not so in a variable. So they wouldn't exist in there. Exactly. They would exist though in memory four, five, and six potentially. Exactly. Okay. So we have, let's see if we can sum this up nicely. People. Zero. Yeah. Just want a way to, to be able to copy this. Yeah, yeah. So we have that. People one. That one is going to be assigned to memory five. And then the last one, Luca. So Luca is assigned memory six. Right? So really, we created one array. But because the array had objects inside, we created four different things, right? Because we created, mm -hmm. first of all, the array itself, and then three more objects. Mm -hmm. How how would you change this to better reflect what's in there? 
instead of the instead of the curly braces change the first one to m4 second one to m5 third to m6 bingo right so you see what's happening and really that's the, what the variable has as well okay right so you see what's going on so it's like a reference to a set of references yes yeah because it's a composite type right so if you had numbers if you had a, a number one then it would be a number one and if it had a string, right. it would be a string. Right. But because it has other reference types, these are references to other places in memory. Got it. Yeah. Great. That makes sense. So back to the console, we have people, three people in there. Great. I want to say, I want to create another variable called my family. So my family is really Pau and Luca, but not me. Okay. Right, so I want to make that transition over. I want to I want to copy this. So what, what do you think is going to happen when I do that? And should I do it? Why or why not? You should not because you don't want to adjust. If you were to change or, or like remove one of the values, you wouldn't want to remove it from people. You would only want to remove it from my family. So copying this is going to copy the reference, which yeah. so just to to clarify, who, who like for those who are listening, oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I am doing my family equals people, right? So. I am grabbing the array of people and trying to put it into another variable called my family. Right. And what Sean is saying, rightly so, is this is now literally saying that my family is pointing to the same array, the same point in memory as people. And so why should I not do this? Just because if you, as you said, if you want to remove yourself from the list in my family, yeah. so that it's referring only to the others in your family, if they're both pointing to the same place in memory and you remove your name, uh, slot one in the example that we've got on the screen, yeah. it's going to remove it from both or, or visually it, you'll, it'll be, it'll be removed from both, but it'll be removed from one that both are referring to. Exactly. So if I did now that, and let's just try it out, right? So my family, and now if I look at it, yeah, it's an array with three things. Right. Um, I want to, I think we can do delete. Let's see if this works. My family one, which should be me. Mm -hmm. If I look at my family now, yeah. So it's weird because it's empty now. Mm. But well, because the slot still exists in the array, there's just nothing in it. Exactly. So it's just now an empty slot. Which is, by the way, back to the primitives. Is that different from yeah null? Yeah. This is literally. It's not even a value. So empty, like you can consider null and undefined actual values that represent nothing. This is the literal emptiness. This is okay. there's not nothing undefined even here. Right? It's it. literally okay. empty. Okay. So yeah, it's not a type. It's just this is what the console is telling me. So the console says empty. Uh, the value of empty doesn't actually exist. It's just saying there's just nothing here. Okay. Great. And if I look at if I look at people, what will I get? The exact same thing. Right? Yeah. Bingo. So let's let's go back and undo this. So I'm just going to basically run the same code I ran before, even though is this gonna work? Not until you refresh. Yeah, because this is a constant. It's already been defined. And this is why when I'm working in the console, usually I work without typing const or let. Yeah. Just because if I mess it up and I want to recreate things, I don't have to keep refreshing the page, which can be annoying. That makes sense. Let's refresh. Shouldn't take long. And let's press enter. Great. So 
using the same technique that we've seen before, how, how would you make it so I can have my family and that will be an array that will have Pao and Luca, but not myself, right? So I want to exclude myself from here. Right. So I think you would, you would put in, you replace people with, yeah. so if, again, for people listening, we've got my family equals, and we're trying to figure out how to get the same contents without referring to the same memory location. So my family equals square brackets. Yeah. And then can we use the same spread people in there? Absolutely. So that's quite intuitive, right? So JavaScript makes it so you can spread an array into an array. You can spread an object into an object. Yeah. It's quite uh, straightforward. It's really easy. Yeah. yeah. And what are we doing when we do this? What's happening on the left? So on the left, you have a new variable named my family, which is a reference. And then that's going to point to square brackets M8, 9, and 10, because M7 is going to be the reference to 8, 9, and 10. Okay. So it's creating an M7. So it's creating an M7 in memory, which is M8, 9, and 10. Okay. And then M8 is going to be, who is first? Pal. The values in pal. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole hash, right? Cool. But let yeah. me stop you there because okay. you're wrong. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's how you learn, though. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's very close. But remember when we went back to talking about copying? What, what did I call this kind of copying things? Shallow versus deep. Shallow. So now let's think about the word shallow and, and try to think what that means in this context. So what do you think is actually going to happen? So I thought it meant copy the values, but it seems like that's not the case. So maybe copy the reference. Mm. Hmm. No, because the whole point of that is that it's not copying the references, I thought. Well, but if, if, if it was not copying the references, it would be creating three entire new objects. So... When you do a shallow copy, you are creating the array. So the wrapper thing is different. What's inside can be the same. Oh, interesting. So instead of 8, 9, and 10, it's 4, 5, and 6 again? Yeah. If you think about it from a memory perspective, we are using less memory, right? Because we don't have to create it's more 8, efficient, 9, and yeah. 10. It's more efficient. What's the pitfall of this? So that if you... let, let... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you... Well, I was going to say, if you change the contents of the value in M5, it's going to change yeah. in both array, uh, both, yeah, both arrays. Absolutely. But because they're different arrays, what can I do? So how are they different? The, so the first array is pointing to memory location 3, which is referencing yeah. 4, 5, and 6. The second is pointing to M7, which is referencing 4, 5, and 6. But you could remove M5 yeah. to stick with the example of removing you. And then M7 would be M4 empty M6. Great. So let's say that we, we want to delete that slot again. Mm -hmm. Just like before, it says true. That means it did it. And now when I check, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. This is not the best way to do it, but it's, it's really proving the point of yeah. Nicholas is no more, right? There's, there's no Nicholas in my family because it is my family. I am in there. But it's and still in people. But if I look at people... People has been unchanged. Yep. But like you were saying, the pitfall is if I say my family, and let's say we get the first one, so we get Pau, and let's just change the name to Sean. You're my family now, Sean. Thank you. You're also younger. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? 
What have I just done? You've changed it in both. Yeah. You, you've changed M4, exactly. the name key, to Sean, which means that in both arrays, in M3 and M7, it's going to have the same contents. Right? Yeah. Isn't that great? They can now assume, and, and everything is exactly the same way you assumed it to be. Mm -hmm. So shallow copying is great when you want these things to be the same. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're copying numbers over, they don't matter because you always pass those things by values, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're, passing, if you're copying objects and arrays, you have to be very careful because when you change M4, it's going to change everywhere, right? right? When you change M5, it's going to change everywhere. Right. So any, any location in memory, anything that points to that location in memory is now going to have this updated value. And so just to finish the chart on the left, that location in memory for the last one is going to be M7, even though yes. the contents, the value are identical to the previous one. So you can see that these two things, yeah, look identical, even though, well, actually now, they, they in, originally looked identical, now they look like now it's empty, right? That, yeah. Right. So you can see how, yeah, it, maybe they were the same at first, but because the array itself was a different one, mm -hmm. I can change one without changing the other. Yeah. Right. Whereas before that was not possible. If I just say people equals my family or my family equals people, these two things are exactly the same, the same array, the same contents, the same everything. Mm -hmm. So by doing a shallow copy, I now have two different arrays with the same stuff inside that I can then change and it will change in one and not in the other. Yeah. Right? I, I, can, I can change the contents, but, like I, but if I change what's in the contents, if I change actually something in M4 or M6, well, that's still going to change everywhere, right? Because people has an M4 and my family has an M4. Yeah. So very quickly, um, you don't need to know much about this one, but sometimes we don't want that to happen. Sometimes we literally want entirely new copies of everything. Okay. Right, and and to do that, we said that if the other one is a shallow clone or a shallow copy, this will be deep, a deep copy. So, so let me show you a, a kind of hacky way of of getting there. JavaScript has a very cool syntax called JSON stringify, and it's it, what it's going to do is it's going to take some JavaScript and it's going to spit out a string representation of that JavaScript. Oh, there was something just like this in Ruby. Yep, there's something very similar. I forget what it was called, but yeah. You could yeah. say like two string, I think. There's two also string might have been it. Yeah, so th there are options. But, but literally what we have now is this is no longer an array with three people. This is a string that looks like an array with three people. Right? So right. what if we could turn it back into JavaScript again, right? So what if we could actually turn it back and parse it? Okay. Now I get an array with three people. But on the left, what do you think we've actually just done? Well, it hasn't, you haven't created any new value, yeah. right? any new variable. So let's say that I want to say. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to put the exact same array into deep copy of people. So that means you're going to have a variable called deep copy of people. It's going to be a reference. The value is going to be the same setup, the array with three memory locations in mm -hmm. it. But this time, it's actually created new objects in memory. Yeah. So M8 is going to be that. Yeah. It's going to be the array. And that'll be M9, 10, and 11. And then M9 is going to be Sean and et cetera. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't need to create the last one, I think, but 
Sure, we can. And so then, and then back to the left column or the left table. Yeah. The location and memory is going to be M8. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're not creating variables for the other ones, so. And and the values are going to change there, obviously, M9, 10, 11. Yeah, and if we do this, we now have an M11, and that will be Luca. Yeah. And to make things look nice, so we can format everything. There you go. I love that format. Beautiful. Um, and so then on the left, the uh, the only thing we need to change there is under value. The last of those values is going to be nine, uh, in the yeah the variables column. Yes. So yeah, M four five six should change to nine ten eleven. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't leave anything unfinished. No stone unturned. No stone unturned. Perfect. I think we can leave it at that. It's it's a it's not a beginner's topic, and like you said, you don't have a lot of deep experience with programming. So yeah. going through this, um, how are you feeling? Oh, it's it's been really interesting. And and so just for people watching and listening the next step, this is sort of the way that we do things at Flatiron School. We're going to give you enough information to work with. And then were we to continue, the next thing would be me working with this in some way. So yeah. there would be some example of something that I should create that's going to utilize my understanding of primitives and uh, composites <laughs> <laughs> and as well as the references versus values so that I can try to cement this a bit better in my memory. Absolutely. So I would go and say back to you, okay, go back. And, and technically, well, we have labs. So usually we can go back and work through the labs, and that's already going to be testing what you've just learned. Um, and if there's something in particular I want you to do is, I'm, I'm going to tell you, go to this page and do this exercise. Or for homework, how about you create Nico and Sean, and they have names, they have ages, and they also have families inside, right? And, and you can put a race in there. Yeah. And how can you copy these things, making sure that, how can you make it a shallow copy, how you can make it a deep copy, and how can you make sure, how can you represent this in your own table in your head, right? Mm -hmm. or, or literally come and, and write a, a similar version to what we've just done yourself to get a really good hang of where things are being stored. Yeah. Cool. This is great. Thank you so much for doing this. This was, I mean, first of all, it was just a lot of fun, but I think this will be really valuable for someone to see you know, how education happens at Flatiron School, as well as what is it like to learn programming concepts. So yeah, this was, this was great. This was a lot of fun for me as well. So good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, I mean, if you're watching the video, great. I'm hoping that if you're listening to it, you've got the gist of what we were doing throughout. Yeah. And if not, absolutely. let us know. <laughs> <laughs> or just go watch the video. <laughs> yeah. Go watch the video. All right. Thank you so much for your time on this. I really appreciate it. And I, I've really enjoyed it, like I said. It's, yeah, I, me too. I love, this is what I do. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Take care. Do you enjoy this podcast? I'd love it if you'd leave a rating or review on iTunes or SoundCloud. And of course, please recommend it to your friends.